tonight's show, we will take a look into Hanukkah and how it connects to the Sultis. And we'll learn about a couple of unique traditions from Catalonia, a region of Spain fighting for its independence and being met with violent suppression from Spanish forces. Finally, we will learn about Kwanzaa and how it is celebrated. All that and some great seasonal music tonight on this episode of Full Circle. I am Stevie G with my co-host, Free Will and Franklin. Stay tuned. All right, this is Free Will and Franklin here. Good evening, everyone. And again, welcome to Full Circle right here on 94.1 KPFA in Berkeley and on kpfa.org. And first off, as we get going tonight, we want to send a big shout out and a thank you to all the folks that donated during this past fund drive, and especially those that donated during the hour of Full Circle. We really appreciate the show of support for this unique training program. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And just a quick reminder that we are still trying to reach our goal of $450,000 by the end of the year. That means we are still hoping to raise nearly $100,000 in just about a week and a half. If you missed the chance to donate during the on-air fundraiser, you still have a chance to make a considerable difference. Just go to kpfa.org and make an end-of-the-year donation. Many of our thank-you gifts are still available online, and you could always get some KPFA gear, such as the T-shirts, the zip-up hoodies, the socks. we got a baseball cap, even a KPFA grocery tote bag, and a water bottle. All that online at kpfa.org. If you can, make a year-end donation. So, get some swag. Get, get some, some swag. swag. It's always good to rock the KPFA gear. Rock it. So let's get on with this week's show. As we mentioned, tonight we are exploring some winter solstice traditions and some holiday music. We could start right here in the occupied lands of the United States. As many Native American, as many Native cultures did, Aboriginal people in what is called North America would look to winter solstice as a time of change and renewal. The beginning of a new year and with the blessings of the Great Spirit, the continuation of life itself. In many ways, so too did the colonists of the early 17th century. Since they considered themselves Puritans, they didn't celebrate Christmas. On their first December 25th, they would most likely be found trying to work the new land they came to claim. Over time, as the lands and people of North America transitioned, more and more traditions from other places began to find a home in the newly claimed lands of the United States. One of those is the Jewish tradition of Hanukkah. Let's kick off our show tonight with First Voice producer Kenny C. as she shares what Hanukkah has come to mean in her life. Once, when I was a young girl growing up in the classrooms of the world, I oftentimes felt the need to keep silent come that time of year, near the end of November, when all the world around me, it seemed, halted in great preparation for that one all-encompassing and frenzied holiday they called Christmas. It was a thing foreign to me. I had never celebrated it, didn't know what it was about. I was being brought up Jewish. While the classrooms buzzed and tanged with talk of what everyone wanted, what they thought they were getting and where they were going, my thoughts turned to my own mother, who had a great dislike for this time of year and the holiday that dominated it. She hated the music playing in the department stores, hated the commercials, hated the way they cut down all those trees, hated the flashing lights, hated the general hysteria that plagued our schools, our neighborhoods, and our friends. She felt, 
bombarded, is what she always said. Earlier and earlier every year, I remember the head shake and the breath escaping out of her teeth and a cool whistle. Well, naturally, Hanukkah always got wrapped up in the tailspin of Christmas, flailing wildly at her coattails, hanging on for dear life. Christmas's little sister, in the minds of those with no other reference point, the focus on wanting and buying and receiving. But lo, Hanukkah has never been revered by the Jewish people in this way. It is in fact a minor holiday. The most important of the Jewish holidays, and there are many, are in fact celebrated in September, give or take a few weeks, depending on the moon cycles. They are Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, the days we celebrate the new year and the day we ask for forgiveness for all of the year's transgressions and misdoings. Together, they are often called the High Holy Days. Hanukkah, while an important symbol of hope and resilience, is a much more lighthearted occasion, drawn out over eight days. Hanukkah literally means dedication, and it commemorates the moment when the ancient temple in Jerusalem, the center of Jewish life, was returned to the Jewish people after many years of suppression under the Greek Syrian king Antiochus in the second century BC. The story goes like this. When the Maccabees returned to their temple, it was in shambles. They found only enough oil to light the menorah or lamp for one day, but miraculously, it lasted for eight days, which is exactly how long it took to get new oil. Every family does it a little differently, but in our family, we pick one of these eight days to come together and share a meal, light some candles, and spend some time together. When I was a kid, we would exchange a few menial gifts, always something practical and needed, a pair of socks, books, pens and pencils for school. Nowadays, we don't exchange gifts. This year especially, my Nana made the call. There are far too many people suffering for us to be selfishly buying each other frivolous, expendable things. It is hardly a time for celebration in this way. We have everything we need. This year is also the first year we have celebrated any of our holidays without a patriarch. My grandfather passed a few months ago, and we are now a family of women. It was a struggle to get my Nana to celebrate at all. Her way of dealing with it was to bring out all the old family albums. Albums I didn't even know existed. Anything and everything from wedding photos all the way back to my great-grandparents' black and whites from the shtetl in the old country. I thought it was an honorable way to include them, those who have passed, and those in whose footsteps we are following. This is the special thing for me about ritual, the way it connects us to those who have come before in a very tangible way. While I have never really considered myself to be a religious person, I have always had a love for the ritual of it all, for the shofar blown on Rosh Hashanah to usher in the new year, for all the old melodies sung in their ancient intonations, for the way we bury our dead, shovel by shovelful, and for the way we place the candles in our menorahs from right to left, and light them from left to right, the current day first, all the way back to the foundational first night. When I think about it, the idea that I am at times going through the same motions that my mother and her mother before her and her mother before her practiced is something really quite powerful. I believe there is a measure of continuity in time with this. Something to connect us to the past and yet also to the future. Plus, 
Everyone knows I love ancient things, old things. For me, they offer some bigger and deeper reminder that this everyday grind, this soulless routine so many of us are wrapped up in and consumed by, is not everything, not even close. And I've learned never to doubt the power underlaying all things, especially the belief in miracles which underlies our traditions. And so now, as I stand in the kitchen, surrounded by my mothers and aunts and sisters, holding the shamas up high while reciting the old blessing over my great-grandmother's brass menorah, Baruch Adonai, Eloheinu melech olam. I smile to myself, rejoicing in the simplicity of it all. The smell of my mother's latkes sizzling up into my nose, the sound of glasses tinging and of old album pages turning, the sweet taste of scotch on my palate still, the sight of the delicate hand-dipped safed candles dancing in the night, the flame itself symbolic of life and hope. And I feel love, and I feel connected. And I wonder at the days I thought I had to keep quiet, to hide that which was different. It has truly only been until recently that I have realized how resilient we truly are as women, as mothers, as daughters, and as lovers, through heartache and pain, death, slow and fast, through growing and aging and stumbling, and yes, through times of joy too. The ritual remains, and we gather the same, to reflect on our years and the gleam of these lights. And in this practice, there is beauty, a timeless, reassuring kind of beauty. Oh, and my mother? She doesn't mind the Christmas lights so much anymore. In fact, she kind of likes them. Just the white ones, though.
everyone, and welcome again to Full Circle on 94.1 FM, KPFA in Berkeley, and KPFA.org. I'm your host tonight, Freewell and Franklin, alongside Stevie G, and we got Aria in there on the controls. He's pushing the buttons and queuing up the songs. Um, and that song you just heard was See These Blues by Molly Johnson. And the voice that you were hearing just before the music break was that of Kenny C., as she shared some history and personal reflections on the tradition of Hanukkah. And big shout out, thank you to Kenny C. for sharing with us and putting all that work in. And this is KPFA in Berkeley on the dial at 94.1 FM or kpfa.org. Tonight we have been exploring different winter solstice traditions as well as Christmas itself. So far we have heard about Hanukkah as celebrated here in the United States But now we want to take it back across the Atlantic to the northwestern edge of Spain, to a small country fighting in this day still for its independence. I'm speaking of Catalonia, and there they have some unique Christmas traditions, including the cagatillo, which is a pooping log, yes, a pooping log, and the cagane, which is a pooping peasant that is hidden in plain sight in nativity scenes. So let's hear from Pastor Prentice Angelina Yangores as she shares with us these traditions. High in the Catalonian mountains of the Serra de Montserrat, the Cagatillo, the woodsy holiday gift bearer, appears at the homes of Catalonian girls and boys days before Christmas and is fed local delicacies in anticipation of the big holiday. On Christmas morning, the little children beat the cagatillo with a stick, their faces aglow as he poops out a dazzling display of Christmas treats. At the end of November, Catalan families file into the woods in search of the perfect Christmas log, or cagatillo as they're called in Catalan. Once the log is found, it's important to cover it with a warm blanket and get it home as soon as possible, as this is no longer an ordinary log, but the family's cagatillo. Cagatillo is beaten by stick-wielding children singing out the unique command that gave the cagatillo its name. El cant de la Sibila és un càntic medieval. La Sibila prediu el naixement de Jesús i el dia del judici final. Sibila's song is a medieval song. Sibila predicts the birth of Jesus and the day of the final judgment. Cantat per Maria del Mar Bonet a la parròquia de la Bona Nova a Barcelona el 24 de desembre del 2008. Sang by Maria del Mar Bonet at the Bona Nova Parish in Barcelona on December 24, 2008. La Sibila, com Cassandra, forma part de les cultures precristianes mediterrànies de dones agoreres. Sibila, like Cassandra, 
belongs to the Mediterranean pre-Christian cultures with women who foretold the future. Musicians Albert Pla, Kimi Portet, Gerard Quintana, Estopa, Joan Miquel Oliver and Manel perform the Nadala, El Caganer, with which TV3, Catalan Television, and Radio Catalunya greet the Christmas. The song is by Albert Pla. The Virgin Mary, the Three Kings, a few wayward sheep, these are the figures one expects to find in a traditional Christmas nativity scene, not a smartly dressed peasant squatting behind a rock with his rear end exposed and pooping. Yet statuettes of El Cagané, of the great Catalan defecator peasant, can be found in nativity scenes throughout Catalonia, where for centuries symbols of defecation have played an important role in Christmas festivities. These traditions, in the case of the Cagané, dating back as far as the 17th century, come from an agricultural society where defecation was associated with fertility and health. While the traditional Cagané is a red-capped peasant, more modern renditions depicting well-known politicians or other celebrities have gained popularity in recent years. Hey, 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 Kagane. All right, welcome back to Full Circle here at the Pacifica Network Mothership. This is KPFA, 
Those traditions from Catalonia were brought to us by past apprentice Angelina Longores, who herself is from Catalonia, and we are sure she would not let us mention her homeland without mentioning the brutal and violent oppression of the Catalan fight for independence from Spain. In October of 2017, Catalans voted in a disputed independence referendum. The vote was ruled illegal by the Spanish Constitutional Court and met with police violence, which was condemned by rights groups and European leaders. During the days of protest after the violence unleashed by Spain, many people were arrested. Some of those political prisoners are still imprisoned and a handful today are on a hunger strike. At the same time, people of Catalonia continue to fight for their independence. And we got late word from Angelina, and she says that there are plans for mass protests today, December 21st, in Catalonia. So let's keep a watch for that, and let's keep Catalonia in our thoughts and our Catalonian cohort, uh, Angelina, as well. Also, along with links to the traditions of the Cagatillo and the Cagane, we have also posted some links to news and videos of the Catalan fight for independence on our website, kpfaapprentice.org. Now, let's take another short break, and we, when we return, we'll hear a Christmas poem by past apprentice Neil Taylor, also known as Nocturnal Neil. But first... This song we're about to hear is a favorite in Catalonia by famed singer Pa Casalas. It is called El Cant del Oseas, or The Song of the Birds. This is an English version performed by renowned musician and vocalist Joan Baez.
Welcome back to Full Circle, right here on your community-powered station, KPFA. This is Stevie G with co-host Free Will and Franklin. Hey, hey. Tonight we are wishing you a happy winter solstice, a happy Hanukkah, a fantastic Kwanzaa, a Merry Christmas, Feliz Navidad, and good health getting into the upcoming year. We just heard Joan Baez with her rendition of a Catalan classic, El Cant del Osayas. And again, a big shout out to our Catalan counterpart and graduate apprentice, Angelina Yangoris. Before we move on and hear from one of Angelina's groupmates, we want to remind you all that this unique training program known as the First Voice Apprenticeship Program is open for the public to apply. This is roughly an 18-month training program, which culminates with the last six months on the air as the hosts, engineers, and producers of this show, Full Circle. What do you get out of this training? Well, we give you basic skills in all aspects of radio broadcasting. You will learn how to record and edit your own voice, as well as the voices of guests. And also learn how to mix feature stories and conduct interviews, as well as how to host a live show on the air. And for those who like to be more behind the scenes, we will teach you how to engineer a live show, like what we are doing right now. Yeah, there really is so much to this training program, and we are looking for folks to be part of the new apprenticeship group coming this spring. If you are interested in becoming part of the KPFA and First Voice Apprenticeship Program, and you'd like an application, you can get one in a number of ways. First, you can call the apprenticeship office, and we can mail you one. The number would be 510-848-6767, and that's extension 235. Once again, 510-848-6767, extension 235. You can also go to our website, kpfaapprentice.org, and you can download an application there. Also, you can stop by KPFA during the regular business hours and pick one up. Again, the number to call if you'd like an application mailed to you is 510-848-6767, and that's extension 235. And if you are interested in this program or if you know someone who may be, please pass them this information. All right. Good information. Yes, good yes. information. So let's continue with the show tonight. Up next, we have another piece from back in 2012. In fact, this is one of Angelina's groupmates. His name is Neil Taylor. And it seemed almost everything he did on the air was either a poem or was poetical in some way. Here, Neil shares his poem, The Sounds of Christmas. This poem was written by Neil, and it's called The Sounds of Christmas. Oh, you know that Christmas is near when you hear the beautiful voice of Mahalia singing of children laughing, people passing. Dressed in holiday style Gnat Crooning of chestnuts Roasted on an open fire While Donnie Belts out his tune Telling the world About this Christmas Oh yeah Donnie This Christmas Will always be a favorite For the holiday season And you know I could have sworn that Eartha and her kit had something going on with old Saint Nick. Well, 
I'll be there. That old naughty Saint Nick and his many tricks. So he didn't just deliver toys to millions of little girls and boys. And guess it's true. Old Saint Nick was rocking Earth's world too, filling her stockings for many years. Oh yeah, Eartha had a very special thing going on with old Nick for a long, long time. And you know I ain't lying. 55 years to be exact. Oh, so that's why she kept saying, Santa baby. Welcome back to Full Circle right here on 94.1 FM KPFA. I am your host, Free Will and Franklin, tonight, right along Stevie G. And Aria Mosherian is right there at oh, pardon me, right there at the controls. And we just heard another past apprentice graduate, Neil Taylor. And if he was on the air, he'd be going by the name Nocturnal Neil. And thank you to our apprentice elders like Neil and Angelina for helping pave the way, as all past apprentices have, for the continuation the continuation of this program. Yes, thank you, elders. Yes, yes. And as we get ready to wrap the show up tonight, we want to send a reminder to you all that the annual KPFA Craft Fair is happening this weekend. It's the 48th annual Craneway Craft Fair, as it is now known, is a Bay Area cultural treasure. The fair takes place December 22nd and 23rd from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., both days in the gorgeous Craneway Pavilion in Richmond, California. And it benefits us, KPFA 94.1 Public Radio, here speaking truth to power on a daily basis. The craft, uh, the craft fair showcases 200 juried and diverse exhibitors, including both master artisans and emerging newcomers. Their original arts and crafts will fill the pavilion along with fair trade and nonprofit vendors, live entertainment by a roster of Bay Area musicians, and food catered by the local company GDC Kitchen, a minority woman and veteran-owned catering business. The Craneway Craft Fair provides an opportunity for the Bay Area community to support, enjoy, and be nourished by local artisans in much the same way it interacts with KPFA. So we hope you all can head out there and get some beautiful and unique gifts tomorrow and Sunday. And it's indoors, so if it's raining, you're going to be covered. Um, so we have another music break queued up. In honor of Neil's poem we just heard, this is Santa Baby by Eartha Kitt. Boom boom, 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 boom boom. Santa baby, just slip a sable under the tree for me. Been an awful good girl, Santa baby. So hurry down the chimney tonight. Santa baby, a 54 convertible to light blue. I'll wait up for you, dear Santa baby. So hurry down the chimney tonight. Thank you. 
of all the fun I've missed Think of all the fellas that I haven't kissed Next year I could be just as good If you check off my Christmas list Santa baby, I want a yacht And really that's not a lot Santa baby So hurry down the chimney tonight Santa honey One little thing I really need The deed To a platinum mine Santa baby So hurry down the chimney tonight Santa cutie And fill my stocking With a duplex And checks Sign your ex On the line Santa cutie And hurry down the chimney Tonight Come and trim My Christmas tree With some decorations bought at Tiffany I really do believe in you Let's see if you believe in me Santa baby forgot to mention one little thing A ring I don't mean on the phone, Santa baby So hurry down the chimney tonight Hurry down the chimney tonight Hurry Tonight Yes, yes, Eartha Kitt Eartha Kitt, and maybe if she came down that chimney in that Catwoman suit, maybe that'd be something, too. Uh, we could always use some gifts like that. So that was the great Eartha Kitt with the uh, holiday classic, Santa Baby. Again, tonight, we are featuring a winter solstice traditions in holiday music. So finally, in closing, we'll explore the tradition of Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa itself is a relatively young holiday, just over 50 years, created in 1966 under the direction of Dr. Maulana Karenga, a professor and department chair at California State University, Long Beach. We will hear from a colleague of Dr. Karenga, a professor, founder, and author, Malefi Kete Asante, who was born on August 14, 1942, in Valdosta, Georgia. Throughout his career, Dr. Asante has published over 75 books, 500 articles, and has won over 100 awards, honorary doctorates, and distinguished professorships. And he is the leading authority on African culture and philosophy. Along with his wife, he founded the Malefi Kete Asante Institute for Afrocentric Studies in Philadelphia as a high-level African-American think tank. So I want to share with you an excerpt from Dr. Asante as he informs us of the origins of Kwanzaa and its growing global impact. a little bit about Maulana Karenga, about Kawa Ida, and about Kwanzaa, because there's a lot of confusion. 
about uh, all three of these subjects. Uh, Dr. Maulana Karenga uh, is the leading philosopher of Kawaida, one of the three uh, most uh, popular or well-known uh, philosophical systems uh, developed by Africans, I think, in the last 50 years, I'm including uh, in that, of course, um, Afrocentricity and negritude and Dr. Karenga's own philosophy of Kawaida. Now, Kawaida begins with the notion that the fundamental crisis in the African world, wherever we look, whether on the continent of Africa itself, whether in uh, Colombia, in South America, or Brazil in South America, Ecuador, wherever you have African people, in Jamaica or Trinidad or the United States or Haiti, wherever you have African people, the fundamental crisis is cultural. That is, African people have been taken off of their terms. So one way to combat that is with a philosophical uh, appreciation of the necessity for what Dr. Karenga has always called Saruj Ta, this ancient classical notion from Nile Valley civilizations, which deals with the question of restoring and repairing, which came out of the uh, fact that uh, every year the Nile River overran its uh, uh, banks and flooded in the great in inundation. And uh, then uh, when the, the water subsided, the people had to repair and restore. Well, this is the notion of justice and the concept of justice, whether we speak of it uh, in terms of social justice or economic justice, in terms of cultural justice, African people, according to Karenga, uh, had to deal with this question of restoration. And so part of restoration in the Kawaida philosophy, which is, of course, uh, a philosophy based fundamentally on uh, our classical uh, traditions, the best that Africa uh, has to offer, uh, means that what we have to do is to sometimes recreate what has been replaced or we have to restore what was destroyed and so when it comes to holidays for example mature people always have holidays to reflect uh, their activities their events their, their significant personalities and so forth and so Kwanzaa comes out of that tradition now, it is not true, as some of the um, enemies of Dr. Karenga, uh, or I should say some of the people who are in opposition uh, to the notion of African people uh, restoring and repairing uh, the cultural crisis in the African community, people who oppose to that, some of those people say, well, you know, uh, Kwanzaa really is too much like a... a, a, a a European holiday, or it's too much like a Jewish holiday, or too much like a Chinese holiday, or whatever. Uh, when they don't understand that people who uh, uh, work with culture understand that all holidays are created. There are no holidays that are not created. That's why they exist. They exist because people created them. Somebody had to, somebody had to say, okay, we're going to celebrate this, and this is the way we're going to celebrate it. The fact that Dr. Maulana Karenga, an African person, 
decides that this is what we should do and we ought to do this and makes a rationale for it, one that is so significant that more than 40 million people throughout the world practice Kwanzaa and celebrate Kwanzaa every December, is no reason for us to deny that it is not inspired by Africa. It's an African-inspired holiday. It's not a um, Jewish-inspired holiday. It's not an Arab-inspired holiday. It's not a German-inspired holiday. Kwanzaa is an African-inspired holiday based on the concept of the first fruits. And we all know, I mean, uh, in Africa, when I uh, go to um, Ghana or Nigeria or South Africa, and we know about harvest festivals. Well, we know about the yam festivals, for example, in Ghana, where I'm in stool as um, Nana Okrula Sante Piazza, uh, the Chidomhini of Tafo in Achem. We know about uh, festivals. And so Kwanzaa takes in uh, its own um, uh, context the notion of African holidays and African festivals and creates for us in the world a common holiday experience for people of African descent. Somebody says, well, well, why do they use candles? Well, you know, holidays, people can choose many different things for holidays. Um, you know, it's like saying we can't do libation because if we do libation and uh, pouring uh, 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 water or gin on the ground for the ancestors or for the divinities that somehow we can't do that because uh, we, we find that the people in India did that. Or we find that um, the people in Greece poured libations or that libations were poured by the Romans or even the Chinese um, or even Jewish people poured libations. So we can't do libations. No, you cannot, you can't operate on the basis that because somebody else has a form that may be similar to yours, that that is your particular uh, inspiration. The inspiration for Kwanzaa, clear, clearly, is an inspiration that comes out of African tradition. And the seven principles, the Nguzo Saba, even the name Nguzo Saba is an African name. This comes out of African tradition. This has nothing to do with a, uh, any other tradition. And anyone who says anything other than that, it seems to me, is someone who would like to degrade the great contribution that Dr. Maulana Karenga has made uh, to the African world, which I believe is perhaps one of the most significant contributions, cultural contributions, made in the black world in the last 100 years. I mean, black people all over the world now name their children Imani, or they name their uh, children Nia, and they get this not just because these are uh, Kiswahili words, they get it because Dr. Maulana Karenga has in some ways contextualized these terms in a holiday that we celebrate. And so today, I honor and I celebrate my brother, my friend, my colleague, uh, the great uh, philosopher, Dr. Maulana Karenga. Hey, 
Hey, hey, hey. Okay, I guess we've been on for a couple of seconds here. This is Stevie G uh, with my co-host Free Will and Franklin here. And we're just coming out of talking about um, Kwanzaa and some of the history given to us by uh, the the great Dr. Um, uh, Asante. And he's continued to explore African tradition and culture through his writings, uh, consultations, interactions with African leaders, and his professorship. Kawaida is that philosophical appreciation of the necessity and need for a restorative perspective of the African culture on a global scale, uh, a need for justice in societal, cultural, and economic context. And so he was able to give us a little bit of insight on that. And of course, uh, we are talking about the winter solstice um, celebration of Kwanzaa. Uh, and the Nguzo Saba, the seven principles, uh, they can be extended even beyond the week celebration uh, from the day after Christmas, December 26th through the new year, January 1st. And I've personally taken time to make sure that I've tried to extend myself throughout the year with some of these thoughts and some of these principles and making sure that I'm always uh, continuously looking to uh, keep my spirit moving, excuse me, moving in a positive direction. So that would be uh, Umoja, unity. Kujichagalia, self-determination. Ujima, work and responsibility. Umoja, cooperative economics. Nia, purpose. Kumba, creativity. And Imani, faith. A big shout out and thank you to everyone for allowing me to share uh, the space to uh, share some thoughts on this tradition of Kwanzaa. Uh, Definitely thank you all for listening. So let's get back to the music here on 94.1 KPFA. And we'll showcase the one and only Mr. Donnie Hathaway, who left us all way too soon. Hang all the mistletoe, I'm gonna get to know you better. And as we trim the tree, how much fun it's gonna be together This Christmas, the fireside's blazing bright We're caroling through the night And this Christmas will be a very special Christmas And cards are here My world is filled with cheer and you This Christmas And as I look around Your eyes outshine the town of you This Christmas Fireside is blazing bright We're caroling through the night Hand 
So many memories. Another amazing uh, product from Howard University's music department, uh, Mr. Donnie Hathaway. And we just heard Donnie Hathaway's uh, This Christmas. And maybe uh, coming up, you know, uh, Frank, uh, maybe the last Oakland Raider winter solstice cel- celebration uh, since our Oakland Raiders might, and I do say might, be leaving Oakland. Leaving Oakland again. No. No, no way. No. I know what I want for a winter solstice gift now. The, the Raiders, Oakland Raiders. To stay in Oakland. To stay in Oakland. That's right. And, you know, my dad's been a, a Raider fan for many, many years. And he lost him once. They came back. He's been to every season, every game. And that's like, when I think of the Christmas time, the winter time, is a time I get to spend with my dad at the, at the football games, at the tailgate. We get to spend a whole day together. And seeing as they're going, it's... It's just going to be such a great loss. You've been out in the tailgate parking lot. You've seen the families, the camaraderie. The uh, oh yes, it's going to be a great loss to the city. It's going to be a great loss to people out here. So, you know, let's hope that final Christmas wish that they stay in Oakland. Let's get that done, and um, let's continue that. Continue that tradition, and we'll see uh, Monday night, Christmas Eve. We'll see all the fans out there. We'll see what's going on, and. We'll be a part of that. And whatever you think about organized sports and football and all that, it's it's still something that's real close and tied to Oakland, this city. And uh, it's going to be missed dearly by many and myself included. Oh, yeah. If it's missed, I'm still, until anything happens, they are the Oakland Raiders and they're staying as far as I'm concerned. That's right. I'm not giving up on this whole dream thing. Until they kick off somewhere else, they're here. Yeah, exactly. Excellent. All right, all right. So, all right, so that brings us to the... uh, Almost to the end of the show tonight. Let's throw out a quick reminder that the KPFA Apprenticeship Program is starting our application process for our spring group. You can go to kpfaapprentice.org, download an application. You can call here to the station, 510-848-6767, extension 235, and request an application be mailed to you. You can come on down to KPFA during regular business hours. That's 9 to 5, Monday through Friday. And pick up an application here at the station itself. Or, um, like I said, download it at kpfaapprentice.org. And we're looking for our next group to come in in spring. And if you wanted to be on this side of the mic, if you wanted to share the stories that you think are important, um, the messages that need to be heard, give it a shot. Give it an application. It's an 18-month program. You could be just like us. Uh, me and Steve, we both are here through the apprenticeship program. Ari is in there. Um, it's a long tradition itself. It's been here uh, over 25 years. and Mari's out there, too. We Mari's got out there. Dry Longso rising up in here. Dry Longso in the house. And 
it's just something that if if you've ever thought about it and you wanted to give it a shot, maybe go for it in this new year, 2019, and see what happens. You could be here telling the stories that um, that you want to tell. And don't forget that the KPFA Crafts Fair is taking place tomorrow, December 22nd and 23rd from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. in the gorgeous Craneway Pavilion in Richmond. Uh, it benefits us, KPFA Public Radio. All right. All right. So that does now bring us to the end of tonight's show. Uh, thank you, Frank. This was good. It I, was. I enjoyed this. It was fun. Yeah, we worked together a lot on this one. All right. All right. And so I guess one last reminder that if you are interested in getting on this side of the mic to get yourself into that KPFA halls and studios, uh, kpfaapprentice.org after the show. Uh, We have everything posted as part of our ever-growing community service for you, the listener, including important links to topics discussed on the show tonight. Yeah, and I would say if you are into finding out what's going on in Catalonia, um, I I wouldn't want to say you'd be shocked, but uh, check out some of the videos we posted there and see what's happening for um, a country to fight for its independence from Spain today. Um, KPFAapprentice.org. Uh, .org. And um, this show was made possible by Miss M, our executive producer. Myself, Pre and Franklin, I'm the technical director, and Joy Moore is our production consultant. We have been your host tonight. I'm Pre and Franklin, right alongside Stevie G. Shout out to Aria Mosherian over there on the controls. Um, Mari Nakagawa is over there, and Miss M um, guiding the way. We appreciate you all. Thanks for joining us tonight on Full Circle. Stay tuned because coming up after the break is going to be La Onda Bajita. I see the crew loading up in there. So stay tuned. Peace. Peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And don't forget to get that year-end donation. Go to kpfa.org. You know what? We still need about $100,000. You can get yourself a T-shirt, a sweatshirt, some cool socks, a cap, a great tote bag for those groceries. And you know, KPFA, we need it here because we are about 85 to 95% donation-based from the listeners. So if you want to get one in before the year-end, go to kpfa.org and help support us into this new year. One more time, I'm out. Free one, Franklin, Stevie G. Peace. Yes.